All right, everyone, good evening and welcome back to this 23rd episode of Dungeons and Airwaves. We're very close to a, another milestone. Which is fantastic. It is. Thank you all for listening and supporting us. It's been an absolute bloody pleasure. Um, so where we left off... Sorry, Ben, go ahead. No, no, it's all good. I was just going to say, and once again, obviously, we're going to be recording this. Uh, you're going to be hearing this uh, a little bit distorted because all four of us are currently uh, using Zoom because we can't be in the studio. So please forgive us for any background noise or dodgy sound quality. We're doing our best. We're trying to get back into the studio soon. Soon, yeah. so stay tuned. We're working on that as we speak. Yeah, um, but yes, where we left left off last week, you finished a two part, a very very difficult battle where Gordy went down briefly. Uh, after which, after finally getting back up, succeeding in defeating your foes, you made your way to somewhere where you could make camp for the night and bunkered down and fell asleep just catch me and that is catch me reloading all of my spell slots because of the long rest thank christ yeah yeah yeah, yeah. uh which will be useful in today's session um so that's where we'll pick up today i will say that you wake up about early morning just before the sun rises Hired by a mysterious party, three individuals make their way towards the snowy wilds of Athfar to meet their contact. Their job, unknown. But the promise of pay and adventure is high. Thrust together by fate or chance, join us as our story takes our three adventurers on an epic journey across the continent. All right. Who is the first to wake up? Not Would anyone I like think. to... Uh... I think Kodak would have been on the final shift. So he was, um, he would already be awake. No, it was me. Leonette was on the final shift. Oh, it was you. Sorry. Yeah. In that case, I guess Leo wakes up first. Okay. Can you roll me a perception check this morning? Hello, everyone. I have arisen. Since apparently I I don't know what that was. Leonard appears to I like the picture Leo just Disney princesses that shit and he's just talking to the trees and the animals. <laughs> <laughs> With a perception of plus three, that is a savantine. So it's still very early morning, and you notice that. As the other two are starting to wake up and the horses are stamping, there's just this soft fog rising from the ground as the dew evaporates and the, the temperature begins to rise and change. Do I notice and anything? There's... Do Sorry, I... repeat that for me. Do I notice anything different compared to every other day or every other morning? Not particularly. There's... That looks like there may have been animal tracks around the camp at night, but nothing is missing and nothing is changed. There's just just a few footprints through the dew. I will, just before uh, Ashley, just before um, Kodak and Gordy um, wake up, I will just toddle over to the, um, to the undergrowth, to the, to, the, to the forestry for a piss. 
the sound of the thunderous stream wakes the rest of us up. As you're just having this, there's just this relaxing piss at peace with nature. You glance up and you see a snowy white doe staring at you in the trees. Oh, God. <laughs> Got me dick in me head. Okay. Um... Oh, Christ. Does the doe just look like a normal doe or does it look mystical or, ma- or magical in any way? Snowy white. Uh Feel free to roll an arcana check at disadvantage because you're half awake and are currently taken off guard. Yeah, that's one way of putting it. Uh, plus five for arcana at disadvantage is 19. Pretty good. At disadvantage. Yeah, that's pretty good. One, the first one was 14, the second one was 18. So there's something maybe magical about this dough, but as you like go to shake and put yourself away and put yourself back together, it disappears. Where, like, does it vanish or does it just w- run away? It seems to have It seems to have vanished back into the mist. Can I investigate the mist? If you'd like, roll an investigation for me. I would like to try and investigate or, the mist. Or actually roll a nature. Nature is plus five. I'm rolling well today. That's a 23. It just seems like a normal mist. There's nothing inherently magical about this mist specifically. Gordy! And there's no trace that you can see. Gordy, Kodak, you'll never believe what I just saw. There was a mystical white doe appeared right in front of me as I was having a piss. Kodak, like, still wiping the sleep from his eyes, like, I had the weirdest dream. Someone was frying chicken. A deer, you say? Yes, a silvery, white, beautiful deer. It was right in front of me. Where did it go? I don't know. It just seemed to vanish back into the dewy mist. Thank God, Lord, I nearly pissed on its hooves. Ash, would this sound like anything I'm familiar with? Um, Roll me a history check. I'm going to go out on a limb and say I won't with a four. (laughs) (laughs) You don't really know, like, the you can't recall the actual stories you were told, but you have this vague recollection of white animals, particularly white animals that seem to appear and disappear randomly as harbingers of death. Oh, well, this is a really good omen. I think it's time we leave. Okay. Well, what, why? Why do you say that? Let's just say you said described it as a pale deer. That's correct. That's not a good omen. Not at all. What is it the omen of? De- generally an omen of death. You know, spirits, that kind of stuff, passing through the veil. Okay. I, I suggest we get a wriggle on. Let's get out of here. Agreed. Let's go. I will um, okay. jump up front and take the reins. Or, like, put the horses back onto the um, the carriage. 
and get ready to leave. All right. Uh, so you quickly pack up camp and jump into this carriage. And it's only a few hours um, to Coltown from where you are now. So as you're traveling, you begin to notice that the trees are starting to thin out. Um, so for the first hour or two, it's still very thick vegetation and thick forest, um, very dark, and it's hard to see much light because of the canopy. So what light there is is that golden shafts of light coming through the leaves and you see the dust motes dancing in them and the occasional birds. And it's a, a generally peaceful generally peaceful trip. So if there's anything you want to talk about before you arrive, now is probably the time. Leo, are you excited at potentially seeing more of your people? I must say I'm both excited and rather intrigued as to find out exactly what's going on. It's rather, well, it is, the more I think about it, the more, the more unusual I believe it to be that, that Goliaths, that Goliaths would be mingling as, 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 as freely as this, as the report seems to suggest. Yeah, I mean, you're the first Goliath I've ever met. In my defense, I haven't really been many places. That is not entirely surprising at all, my friend. We, we really do tend to keep ourselves to ourselves for the most part. I cannot understand why, why this has changed now. But I, um, I look forward to hopefully finding out. I just hope nothing has gone wrong. I'm trying to think of his name. At the moment. Leo, didn't your friend say something about dwarves here as well? Yes, Fenelon did happen to mention that. It's, um, I don't know, it's more and more intriguing the more I think about it. I look forward to getting some answers. Me too. I can't say that I would like to say that if there was anything untoward going on, I would have been told, but I haven't had contact with any of my clan or my people for quite some years now. So I'm afraid I'm a little bit in the dark when it comes to these sort of matters. Yeah. Uh, Gordy, you're... Yeah. I was going to say, you're definitely more aware of, like, the um, the dwarven population of Coltown. Mm-hmm. Are they... um What type of dwarves are they are they like the hill dwarves or mountain dwarves yeah so colt so coltown is home to the hill dwarves oh, and okay. um that yeah they're the ones that are not necessarily causing a bit of trouble but there's a bit of a political divide between the two different factions yeah typically hill and mountain dwarves don't get on from what i remember in my research yeah especially right now in um in this setting Yay. <laughs> um, so you were saying something to Lena, my bad. I interrupted that. No, all good. Um, Leo, why haven't you been in touch with your family? I, I do not believe there has been the desire for contact on either side when for a Goliath to, for a Goliath to leave the clan and desert desert his people it's considered a very 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 big mark of shame it's so 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 seldomly happens 
and has so seldomly happened throughout history. It's, it's seen as an extremely shameful and disgraceful thing to do. Honour and connection and tribe loyalty is something that my race and my people very, very strongly, very, very strongly um, value. And I did not want to be, I saw the way that, I saw the way that, I saw the way that things were dealt with, mostly with violence and I decided I wanted to be a scholar more than just a mindless brute. Mm. Well, I'm sorry. No, no, I appreciate that, Gordy, but there is nothing to apologise for. I, I made my decision a long time ago, and though I do miss my parents, I do miss my, my people, my mother specifically, I have long since come to terms with my decision and the consequences that it would have. Is there anything we should avoid when we do meet your people? that any topics that we should just not bring up at all um meta thing here uh, ash my knowledge of goliaths is pretty limited i'm shooting very very much from the hip on what the the basics that i know so in regards to topics that shouldn't be brought up i don't really know what i'm meant i don't really i wouldn't really know much about that it's honestly i haven't written that much about in the campaign guide that i wrote up for you guys about what to avoid with them so if there's anything that you can think of, that is very much up to you. Is there any, is there anything that, um, like, how's my knowledge of Goliath? Like, of what I've been saying so far, has been pretty consistent with Goliaths? Yeah, yeah. Um, if you're, I'll resend this document. Actually, I can just screenshot and send you the little blurb that I wrote. Thank you. But and essentially, if, um, essentially, yeah. I will just, um, I will just answer Kodak um, by saying, whatever you do, do not say anything that could be construed as a challenge because Goliaths are very competitive, very prideful on their accomplishments. Anything that one person does in the clan, everyone else wants to do better. So for the love of God say nothing that would be interpreted as you demeaning them, their accomplishments, or issuing a challenge to them because, well, you fought alongside me. Now imagine trying to fight against me. And keep in mind, Goliaths that have spent their entire life training and fighting, oh, that's not something we want to get involved in. But they can be shorter than I can. Oh, shit. Depends what they try to fight, Gordy. <laughs> Me. Um, Kodak's just having like flashbacks of fighting his sister still. Just. <laughs> I'll keep that in mind. Right. So after a while, you begin to notice that the trees are thinning out and you can start to notice a few signs of vlogging. Um, not as much at first, but when you get further away from the center of the forested area, you can see that there are many trees that have been cut down and piles of logs stacked up and signs of heavy wagon ruts in the road from carrying these uh, 
these logs to and from the settlement. And at this point, I will get a perception check from everyone. Mine was a 23. Mm -hmm. Mine was a 22. Mine was a yep. 17. All right. So you all pause for a second and the horses also stop their ears flicking forward as you hear the sounds of shouts and yelling in the distance. And with that, we will cut to a quick break. You've been listening to Dungeons and Airwaves here on 106.9 Tune FM, and we'll be right back.
we're back. I am bringing with the roll twenty. Th- cool. With the three of you hearing the sounds of shouts and yelling in the distance. Anik. So, what are you doing? Pooping my pants. At this point, are we, (laughs) the three of us, are we at the Roll20 screen page yet? Is that where we are at the moment? Not quite. Okay. Um, How far, sorry. No, you go. How far off does, like, the shout sound like? Is it sort of, like, just over the next hill or is it sort of, like, quite far in the distance? About a hundred feet. So if you, okay. you'd get there within the next minute or two, basically. Yeah. Okay. So not super far close. away, but yeah, yeah. You can't make out words, but you can hear the commotion. Is it is it like angry yelling, panicked yelling, uh, just kind of like that noise of when you're on a construction site and you're just trying to communicate? Roll an insight check for me. Oh, that is a seven. You can't tell. Yep, cool. <laughs> there's a lot of yelling and sounds when there's so many of them. It all sometimes blends into one. Yeah. And it, it's hard to hard to really tell. But as you draw closer. You approach just in time to see a massive crowd of people rushing in through these massive wrought iron gates. And you can see now that there are uh, palisades being lowered with spikes as something is emerging through the trees, rushing at people. Okay, so they're like running into the city. They're running into the city and they're trying to get away from something and just before the gate closes Lena you see a tall Goliath woman turn around and you recognize her as your mother (laughs) and she pauses and she stares at you and just as the gate closes you hear her yell my son that's my son and then the gate slams shut with this echoing clang and from the bushes Launching himself across the area appears a demon. And Leonet and Kodak, you recognize this as the thing that killed Katya. Instant fury. Just straight away, just likewise. My face, my face was like it was shocked. And like my remark would have been upon seeing my mother and hearing her call that out, my response, my, I would have said something along the lines of, this, like, just trying to put words to my head, I would have said something like, this is an unexpected development. Mother. And just, like, with a little hint of regret in my voice, but then as soon as old mate Fiery comes along, I'm just instantly furious. Just instant anger. Gordy. Yeah? Be ready to fight. This thing is what killed Katya. Yeah, I can't, I kind of got the vibe that it's not a good thing. You're... 
you're not getting the better of us this time. We will send you back down to hell. All right. And with that, I'll get everyone to roll initiative. Oh. <laughs> really bad. Seven. Seven? Yep. A 21. 21? I got a two. Oh. <laughs> oh boy. Well, I had to have a shitty I had to have a shitty roll at some point. Yeah, we've just swapped rolls. <laughs> <laughs> I rolled well for her. <laughs> and this sack of shit demon bitch rolled a 23. Mm-hmm. We're dead. No, it just means it gets to go first. Bye, Mom. Nice seeing you again. Bye, Mom. <laughs> See ya. <laughs> hey, Mom, if you keep watching, you'll get to watch me die. Action watch me replay. come into this world. You can watch me leave it. Okay. Uh, so before we start, are the three of you happy with your current um, position on the map? Uh, one moment. Let me just move. <laughs> yep, now I'm good. Move all the way into the chair. <laughs> Moves right behind Leonet. Okay. <laughs> be fast. No, I will, um, I'll stay where I was. <laughs> I will just move okay. a little bit, getting a little bit of separation. Mm. Okay. It's actually probably a good idea. In my head, I'm just thinking to myself, you're going to pay for all the Jedi that you killed today, Dooku. <laughs> we'll that was meant to be a lightsaber just... noise. It was bad. As long as the demon doesn't take the high ground. <laughs> it already looks like it has it. <laughs> hey, this is a chunky monster. Yeah, I've made it a large, so it takes up 10 square feet. Have you managed, have you scaled this to another six? the same size as my bear? <laughs> yep. <laughs> oh shit. <laughs> Sees it just okay. approach. Yeah, and it it's running like right at you with this Does unearthly it... scream. It's a high pitched Leroy Jenkins noise. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Ash, does it recognize us? You're not sure. Okay. Did it actually? Did it actually see you guys? Because I thought you got there after it had already left to terrorize the camp. Not only did it kill Katya, it stabbed us. No. Yeah, it stabbed mm-hmm. us while we were trying to run away. It's um, really unsporting. Yeah, like that's pretty rude of it, honestly. Okay. <laughs> Too close to Kodak. Yep. Does a 15 hit your AC? No, it just misses. Thanks to the buff from the bear rope. <laughs> so it it runs at you. It lashes out with its tail and it just narrowly misses you. And then goes in to swipe twice with its claws at Gordy with a 17. Yes, that hits. And a natural 20 to hit. Yeah, they yep, both hit. Um, so the 17 does nine points of piercing damage. And then uh, we'll start from this episode, we'll start with the crits doing um, max damage. Okay. 
which makes it 15 piercing damage on top of that. Sorry, what was the first one? Nine. So 24 piercing damage in total. 24 on the first. Oh, good. Good, good, good. Good, 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 good. Uh, and Kodak, it's your turn. Ah, fantastic. Um, well, I'm going to straight up use my bonus action to transform. And being that I don't have to move to engage it, I'm going to attempt to multi-attack it. Okay, go for it. So first one is my claws. That's a 25 to hit. That hits. Dealing 14 points of damage. No, wait, sorry. I'll double check that. Plus seven. 16 points of damage, sorry. Yep. Um, and then I'll attempt to use my bite. Okie dokie. That's a 16. That misses. And that's all I can do for my turn. Okay, Gordy, you're up. Okie dokie. Um, I will attack with dagger number one, which is a 16 to hit. That misses. And I will attack with dagger number two. Oh, Christ. Which also misses. I'm going to disengage and move back here. Okay. And that's all I can do. Laying it. All righty. So I am going to 20 foot radius steer. Each little square is um, five, isn't it? Yeah, that's correct. In that case, I'm going to start off strong with this thing. I, no, 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 never mind. I just realized, I just realized attacking a demon with fire, probably not going to work so well. So scratch that idea. I am going to instead. You've learned. Yeah, so I was like, proud. oh, I can use fireball. And then I was like, ah, oh, no, wait. <laughs> yeah. Alrighty, I am... I am going to cast Inflict Wounds on this thing at third level, which is 5d10 if I can pull this off. Okay. Um, remember to move yourself in range as it is a touch spell. Oh, that is, oh I'm going to get close to this bitch. All right. Um... All of my other okay, in that case, instead, I'm going to, given that movement on each turn is limited to 30 feet, correct? Uh, it yeah. depends, more or less, but yes. What I'm trying to say is, is oh, I guess we wouldn't know if this demonic thing's movement is limited to 30 feet, would we? You don't know, no. All right, I'm going to... I'm going to take a chance and I'm going to move one, two, three, four, five, six back here, 30 feet. Okay. And I'm going to cast Guiding Bolt at Guiding Bolt at, I believe that is, yep. So I cast at third level, which means 6d6 if I can pull this off. 
Okay, roll for it. This is radiant. Uh, do I need to roll a dexterity, or do you yeah. need to roll a attack? I've got to roll. It's a roll to hit. I know I've got a plus six. Please be big. Please be big. Please be big. Oh, 18. That hits. Booyah! All right. Using up my third level. One of them. D6. Eat radiant. I'm assuming that's light. I don't know what radiant damage. Yeah. Um, radiant does mean light, yeah. Eat light, bitch! All right. 66. Please be 36. Make me happy. Not quite, but still respectable. 23. 23 points of damage. Very nice. And what does it look like as you shoot this ball of light? Basically, it's a it's just a streak of light from my fingers that streaks through the air and collides straight into the beast's chest. And yeah, and it hits it and it makes it stagger a little bit as it burns flesh away from its chest. And you can just hear me yell out to it from my from where I've moved to. You're not you're not bestest this time, you foul bastard. Nice save. Anything else on your turn? Uh, no. Okay. Um, Kodak, I'm just going to make you also Thank you large. very much. <laughs> As you bear out. And this thing, given that you're in melee range, is going to go toe-to-toe with you as it swipes across your chest with its claws for a non-nat 20. That hits. All right, I'll do these one attack at a time just for ease of access. Um, nine piercing damage on that one. Uh, rakes across your back with his other claws for a 24 to hit. That hits. For eight piercing damage. And then hits a nat one as he swings around with his tail and just goes straight over the top of your back. Pokes himself in the eye. (laughs) (laughs) Almost, almost, almost. And that is his turn. So with that, we will cut to a quick break. You're listening to Dungeons and Airwaves here on 106.9 Tune FM, and we'll be back shortly. When the days are cold and the cards all fold and the saints we see are all made of gold When your dreams all fail and the wounds we hail are the worst of all and the bloods run stale I wanna hide the truth, I wanna shelter you but with the There's nowhere we can hide No matter what we breed We still are made of greed This is my kingdom come This is my kingdom come
And we are back, and we are back with Kodak's turn. Okay. Um, I'm going to use my bonus action to power up my Eldritch Talon. Okie dokie. And I'm going to attack with my claw. Um, is the advantage still up from Guiding Bolt? Should be, yes, because no one's attacked it after laying it. Okay, well, let's hope for some fun. Thank God that was an advantage. Uh, 19. That hits. Phenomenal. Alrighty, uh, damage? Um, that would be 18 points of bludgeoning damages I just, like, swatted in the jaw. Um, right. I'll attempt to use my bite. 17. That hits. Yeah! Oh my gosh. Apologies. Oops, to that's the wrong dice. Like ash. If it damage. Um, that's huh? another 13 points of damage. Sorry, Another just, 13 uh, points of damage. After I yelled, after I made that yell, I was just like, apologies to any headphone users like Ash. And Billy. Yeah, I'll be fine. Okay, all of you. I'm the Everyone. Only one. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, and that's all I can do for my turn, unfortunately. Okay. Um, just give me one second as I do this very quickly. Okay, Gordina, Gordy's up. Cool. I'm going to attack with um, the crossbow, the light crossbow. That's a non-nat 20 to hit. That hits. Awesome. And that is eight damage. Eight damage? Um, yeah, and I think that's all I can do. Without getting closer to it. Yeah, that's all I can do. Okay. Um, do you want... What does... Can you sneak attack? I'm just that? having a look at that. Um, just a light crossbow? Oh, no, it's a, it's a ranged weapon. 
and he was flanked, so I could do that actually. Yes. Um. So that. Um, he's technically not flanked because you're also not in melee range. But I oh believe no, that's it's... true. Yeah. Um. I think you only need to have an ally within five feet to get the yeah. advantage yes. to sneak attack. Yeah. That um, is correct. So you don't need advantage on the attack roll if another enemy of the target is within five feet. So yeah. Yeah. You can roll so sneak attack. That's an additional nine, meaning that's seventeen damage all up. Okay, another nine damage. Yep, and that's the end of my turn. Okay, and before we go to Leonette, you can just see in the distance a couple of people rushing as it seems that they have some uh, ballistas or a single ballista set up on the roof of one of the houses near the gate. And you can see a dwarven man rushing up as fast as he can and beginning to load the ballista. For any audience so, members who may not know, what is a ballista? It's a giant crossbow. It's got wheels sometimes. <laughs> yes. It's like a catapult, but like shooting like logs, right? Um, not quite. It's Think of it like, like a car-sized crossbow. Yeah, like yeah. it's, but it's it doesn't swing them. It sh- like shoots. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Yes. I'm thinking the right thing. Yep. Yep. Okay, and Leonette, what are you doing? Radio then. So I am going to give off a second level spell slot again. Um, in fact, no, I'm not because I'm so far away. I'm instead going to excuse me. I am instead going to. I do not have a crossbow. Bollocks! 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 Okie dokie then. In that case, scratch what I just said. I am going to... Looks like I'm going to have to move up a bit. I will move up 5, 10, 15, 20, 25, 30. Right here. And I will use my... Which weapon has the best... Uh, definitely... Okay, I'm going to use the Frost Blade. Um, hopefully Ice can counteract fire. I'm going to use... Okay. I'm going to whack it with a frost blade in a great... Um, now, remember, using the frost blade, it is a bonus action to doff your shield, yeah. which means you can't use the shield, and then it is another bonus action to re-equip the shield. So for, for a turn, I'd be without my shield? Yes. Oh, all right. Bonus action, equip the, long, the great sword, and I will give an almighty thwack with the frost blade. Massive, just overhead strike with all of my strength. Okay, roll to hit. Okay. Um, you'll have to move up right next to it, though, to hit it. Okay. And then... Uh, and that will be at advantage because he's flanked. Hell yeah. All right. I'm just going to see what the bonus is for the Frostblade. Do, do I have one? Maybe I don't have one. Uh, you do yeah, not. You should do. Because... Oh, I you thought, have sorry, a bonus, I thought it but did. You... He doesn't add his proficiency to it because he's not proficient in martial weapons. Oh, yeah. Sure. A cleric life. (laughs) Plus plus four to hit. So you said it was with advantage? Yes. Okay. Well, the first one was a 17. And... Aha! The second one was 22. Nice. Okay. Uh, Natural 20 or...? Uh, No, non-nat 20. Okay. 
2d6 plus 4. Let's do that. Plus an extra d6 of cold damage. Oh, beautiful. In that, so should I just roll 3d6 plus 4? Um, no. So roll the 2d6 from the normal attack. That would be 9 plus 4 is 13. Yep. And then another d6. Yes. That would be a two. So a grand total of 15 damage. Okay. Oopsies. Um, that wasn't what I meant to do. All right. And you can see that as it does the cold damage, it leaves this trail of frost on its hide, but that frost melts very quickly and it seems that it didn't do as much damage as he thought it did. I don't care how long it takes, we will take you down. Alrighty. And it swings around uh, whacking Kodak with its tail for a 21. That hits. That's 10 piercing damage as it whips around to face Lionette with a twenty-three to hit with one claw. That hits. Dealing ten piercing damage on that one. Ten piercing. And a seventeen to hit with the second claw as it swipes twice across your chest. Both hit. Okay. Uh, that is another eight, nine, ten. Another eleven points of piercing damage. For twenty-one in total. Yes. Okay. Yep. Okay, Kodak, your turn. Okay. Um. First up, I'm going to use a bonus action to burn a second level spell slot. To um heal because I'm going to need this. Alrighty. That was handy. Um, do I get flanking with the way we're currently set up? Yes. Okay. Um, I'm going to swipe with my claws first. Uh, 22. That hits. And okay, yeah, so your claws are currently magical due to the Eldritch tattoo, but your bites aren't because I said it was yep. only for the claws that it affected. Cool. Um, that's 22 points of damage using my claws. Yep. Um, let's see how the bite fares. A 19. That hits. And that's 12 points of damage from the bite. Okay. So you swipe across its chest with your claws, leaving this massive gouge in their wake. And as you go to bite, you manage to rip away some of its skin, but because it's covered in all these small spikes and barbs, it they, they spike up and press into the roof of your mouth and you aren't able to get 
a grip and you can't tear into it as much as you would have otherwise. And is that all for your turn? Ah, uh, yes, that's it. All right, Gordy, you're up. Clearly, um, I'm going to attack with the uh, crossbow again, which okay. is a non-nat twenty to hit. That hits. Oh, and that is five damage. Plus, I will add the sneak attack, which is nine total damage. Okay, so an extra well fall from the sneak attack. Here. Hey, uh, you're yeah. doing damage. Yeah. All right. Um, and from and your it. vantage, that's it? Okay. Yeah. From your vantage point, you can see that the dwarf is now loading and aiming this ballista. Mm-hmm. And from the sound, something else is also being uh, loaded. But you can't tell what just yet. Okay. And Leonette, it's now your turn. Right. I am going to, given that I am so close, I'm now going to cast... Uh, inflict wounds at third level. Go for it. So that is 5d10, provided I can touch this correctly, provided I can do this properly. Yes, yes, ha ha, very mature. Uh, <laughs> uh, oh, damn it, that was nine. That was one off from that 20. Um, 25. That hits. Hell yeah, 5d10 coming right up. 50 would be nice. Not quite 50, but not half bad either. 29. Nice. 29. Very nice. And what does it look like as you cast this spell? Just like as I touch the demon, the flesh around where I touch it starts to um, deteriorate and start to... um, It starts to decompose, right? And it just sort of spreads out from around my touch. Okay. And with that, it is the devil's turn, and he whips around, ignoring the two of you, and from his... uh, From his mouth, he shoots two massive jets of flame. And one goes wide, not quite hitting where he was aiming, which was at the At the word at the baluster, and the other one sails over the gate, and you hear a loud commotion as something inside the settlement catches fire. And with that, we will cut to another break. You're listening to Dungeons and Airwaves here on 106.9 Tune FM, and we'll be right back after this song break.
Alrighty, we'll get right back into it with Kodak's turn. Um, I'm going to burn another second level spell slot to heal a little bit. Okay. Okay. Some muchly needed health. Um, I'm then going to attack with my claws. Mm-hmm. Unnatural 20. That hits. Okay, that's 16 points of damage. Gotcha. Um, and for the bite, that's a 26 to hit. That hits. And that's 13 points of damage. Okay, so... Um, half of 13 is... Six or seven? I think it's around down, so I'll go six. God damn it. All right, anything else on your turn? Oh, uh, no, that's it. I've used both my action and my bonus action. Okay. Gordy, you're up. Okay, okay. I'm going to go in with the um, crossbow again. Yep. Which is a 21 to hit. That hits. Um, so I will do damage. So that is seven damage plus the sneak attack, which is a total of 20 damage. So 20 damage in total? Yeah. Okay. And, and you managed to shoot you managed to shoot out one of its eyes and it's looking. Ew. On its last couple of legs. And as you all turn, you hear a kathunk as the ballista fires. Dealing. Oh boy, where are my D10s? Dealing grand total of 17 damage as a massive crossbow bolt pins it to the ground and it wreathes as it's pinned and you hear the sound of the gate opening and as you turn to look you see the woman who called out to Leonette standing at a massive cannon and she sets it alight and this massive cannonball comes barreling out through the gate and just takes out. Um, quick question: the head. Am I, am I? Do I happen to be in the collateral of said cannonball? <laughs> Judging by <laughs> just, the map, just for where the gate. <laughs> yeah, there's a good chance Kodak is also going to get hit by that. Uh, let me find. I've literally just lost the page because, of course, I have. Um, just wanted to double check. No, because it is one target. Oh, okay. So yeah, it flies through the gate and you kind of just manage to see it and then all of a sudden the beast in front of you has no head and it slumps to the ground. Just absolutely dead. As a doornail. Yes. For you, Katya. 
All right. Oof. Well, that was fun. I'm going over um, to investigate the corpse. I will likewise have a look and compare it to my book. I will retrieve my arrows. Okay. So I'll get an investigation check from Leonet and Kodak. All right. That's a six. All right. It looks like a body. <laughs> <laughs> it's very sharp and spiky. Non-nat 20. Okay. Very, very sharp and spiky. Lanet, as you're inspecting this creature, you notice there's just... There's something off about it. It was much larger when you fought it this time than it was last time. And there's just something about it seems more empowered than before. I don't know how, but I think I have reason. I think this thing has gotten bigger. It's gotten more powerful than, than when we saw them last, than when we saw it last. Make of that one. Hopefully it won't be getting any bigger or more powerful now. <laughs> I would certainly hope not. Um, um, is there any information in... Oh, sorry. No, you're right, go. I was going to ask, is there any information in that demonology book of mine about potential uses for body parts for things? Hmm... And flick through it quickly. Um, yep. With a... I'm trying to think. Just roll a general uh, intelligence check just to see if you can find the right page unless you're spending like a great deal of time flicking through um, it. That was an 18. Okay. Yeah, so... Some of its hide can be harvested... Um, to make into leather and its claws can also be harvested to fashion into magical daggers um i'm gonna can i attempt to harvest said items oh yeah the material uh roll two separate uh medicine checks for me okay we'll do so the first one you said medicine right yeah Finally, it's coming in handy. Um, first one's a 19. Yep. And the second one's a 25. Okay. So with the first one, um, you are able to get a, a decent amount of the hide. And with the, with the second one, you manage to pull out four of its claws or four of its barbs for the daggers. Uh, and after that, you notice that instead of blood, it's bleeding just this gross black ooze as its body just begins to, to melt away. Yeah. <laughs> gross. Very. Is Leo's mom still at the gate? You can see that she's standing 
just on the other side of the gate near the cannon, and she seems confused they, or hesitant. They haven't reloaded it yet, have they? No, <laughs> <laughs> um, no, no, no. Um, it oh, it takes three rounds. It takes an action to load it, an action to aim it, and an action to, and an action to fire. That's what that, that, that's that's going to be the plot twist of this session. All through, we just get a TPK from this ballista. <laughs> no, no, no. I was thinking more of the fact of let's get a party mounted cannon and just mount it to Kodak. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> knock, knock, who's there? Just cannon. Knock, knock, who's there? Cannon bear. <laughs> oh, that's incredible. And this is why I'm not allowed to play an artificer. <laughs> Knock, knock, eat shit! <laughs> Everything's a tank if you artify so hard enough. This is true. That, that's true, yeah. Um, all right, so now that you've harvested your disgusting, icky demon, bit, demon bits, uh, what are you doing now? Uh, I'm just going to look at Leo mom. and just look between Leo's mom and Leo and try and see the resemblance. Oh, shit, so okay. she... The gate's open. She's through the gate. Yeah, yeah the gate is open now. To fire the cannon. All right. Gordy has already like waddled off to go say hello. I'm just looking at Mother, um, not really knowing how to react. Just staring her. Just staring. Not staring at her, but just sort of, you know, meeting her gaze and not in a, in a silent, stoic, sort of frozen way. She looks older than you remember there are new lines on her face and you can see just the faint fuzz of hair that she hasn't shaved and as you both stand there just staring at each other and you are able to recognize each other immediately by the markings on your face of course and she just runs to you immediately ignoring everything else and wraps you in this massive hug and pulls back for a second and just holds your face and stares at you. Gordy just goes flying. <laughs> <laughs> just, just team rockets out of there. Just yeah. <laughs> Gordy's just God's geese. I will wrap just like I will... life just steps over Gordy. I will wrap my arms <laughs> around her and cast um, inflict wounds. I'm kidding, 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 I'm kidding. I couldn't resist. I'm just imagining Gordy and her running towards each other, like that slow-mo, like running for the hug, and then she just goes past Gordy, and Gordy's like, wait, why? No, of course, I will I will immediately just respond and wrap my mother up in a massive, massive hug, and then just sort of let, because you said she took my face in her hands. Yeah. Um, I'm just so I'm just going to let her study me um, with my arms still around her. You look old. Is that what she's saying? Yeah. You're the beacon of youth, mother. You know me. I do, I don't change. Unfortunately, I do. I know. That's. I thought you'd died. No, not not died. 
Many tried. But a lot of people figured out it was probably best not to pick a fight with a Goliath. Well, they were wiser than they seemed then. Quite. Although, as you and I both know, I was never exactly one for fighting. No. And she just... She's still holding you like... She f- almost as if she can't believe you're really here and she just stares at you like, my little Leonette, when did you grow so big? It's not a dream, Mum, I promise you. I'm here. I'm here. I'm real. But why? Why are you here? After all this time, all these years. Oh, that is a very, very long story. And unfortunately, a lot of it has to do with our friend here. And I just gesture at the corpse. She turns and stares and pulls a face. I, I see. That ki- it killed a friend of mine. And just as I say that, I just sort of motion over to, Bill, uh, to Kodak and Gordy. Gordy, Billy, this is my shit. <laughs> you, want, you, want, you want to try that again? <laughs> Gordy, Kodak, this is... And I just have a bit of a smile on my lips as I realise that, ba- that she is standing right in front of me and that I am seeing her again. This is my beloved mother. Mother, this is Gordy and Kodak, two of my, well, two reasons that I am still here standing before you. Uh, they have we, have, we have done a lot for each other and the reason I am here now, the quest that we are on, is one that we are doing together. All right. And with that, we will cut to another break. And we'll be back shortly here on 106.9 Tune FM. Is this the real life? Is this just fantasy? Caught in a landslide. No escape from reality. Open your eyes. Look up to the skies and see. Really mad. 
And we're back as Leonard introduces his mother. 
to his friends. And she pauses and she turns and she glances down at you both and just gives this deep motherly sigh and opens her arms in an offering of what he's like straight in there just <laughs> like climbing the leg this is just like the best <laughs> moment Kodak just kind of picks arms, Gordy up to help hug. her <laughs> <laughs> It's just the scene from The Lion King, but with Gordy, giant lady. <laughs> Thank you for all that you've done, keeping my son safe. Although, I imagine he's been doing much the same for the two of you. I wouldn't be here without him. And thank you for making such a lovely son. It- you're welcome. And it's just it a was a pleasure. Background. I'm just picturing her just like holding her like you would a toddler, just like popped on the hip, just pretty pretty much. Pretty much. Um you may call me Leilani. Leilani Long Climber. Mother What are you doing here? Why have you, why, why are you, why, why have you come out, why have you and the clan come out of seclusion? It's, it's not the clan. What happened? My heart broke when you left, Leonette. I thought that you had died, that something awful had happened to you, and I could not bear it. So I left. And I found myself here with a few others and, well, it seems that life is a little bit better here where we can work and, and interact with the world around us. I think that you were right. I think that we shouldn't be isolated as we were, but I, I, I don't blame your father all the rest of our clan for choosing to stay where they are. But I could not. I wish I could have taken I wish I could have taken you with me. Well I think I think I needed you to leave for me to realize. How are they? Do you know? Do you have contact with father with the rest of them? No, not not for nearly a year now. I think, no, I, I, I can't say I've heard anything either. Are they still where they used to be? Do you know if they moved from when I left? We have moved a number of times. Last, last I heard from them, they were in a small settlement in Athfar with others of our own. That sounds about right. There were reports, forgive me, when on our journey, we made the decision to stop into Cold Town as a little detour because I had heard, I had heard whisperings that there were sightings of Goliaths here in Cold Town and I, I had to investigate for myself. Is it you? Is it just you? 
It it is not just me. There are there are a couple of others, a few younger people from Athfar who, like you, have decided to explore the world. But they they have chosen to leave it behind. You might be proud of me. I don't fight now unless I have to. I have always been proud of you. And at that, Leonette just sort of... <laughs> uh, it, gets a, it gets a little bit misty-eyed. Tears up. Um, and oddly enough, even after all this time, that's still something I want ever so badly. And I'm just going to pull him into another big old hug. Oh, she's she still- kind of she. She's got Gordy on one hip, but <laughs> she gives her a little, a little boost, and keeping her in one hip just pulls you in and wraps her free hand around your head and just gently strokes. Gordy's sandwich. <laughs> Gordy's just kind of yeah. Like when Lance- this is the greatest day of my life. Gordy's. <laughs> Mops on the ground. No. Um, so, well, I believe it's story time. I will tell you precisely what's been going on and how I became to find Gordy and Kodak. And you can fill me in on what you know about these. And I'm just going to gesture at Old Mate Corpse. I don't know that much, unfortunately, but. Thank Here you is. for not hitting me with that. And I point at the cannon. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're welcome. I'm a wonderful shot. Yeah, if you happen Sorry. to... Silently nodding. If you happen to notice a bear wandering around, you're alarmed. It's probably Kodak. You can't miss me these days. And I just kind of gesture to the rope. <laughs> yeah, and the, the glowing arm. I realize well, it's still going, shakes out the Eldritch Talon. <laughs> <laughs> I imagine it feels a little bit like pins and needles as you shake it out and turn it off. Yeah, it's pretty much like a dead arm. Yeah. Well, I I think here is probably not the best place to talk. Shall we? Absolutely. Shall we head inside the walls? Absolutely. Very much so. Let us get in, let us get to safety. I've already seen what one of these things can do to an entire town. It is fantastic that monstrous being was not allowed to enter this beautiful cold town. I, I'm not sure I'd call it beautiful myself. It is a town of industry and smelting ores and, well, there's a lot going on here that I think perhaps may be of interest to you, Gordy dear. Gordy's like staring around with huge open eyes, just in trance, as if this is the most beautiful place in the world. There's so many things happening that that I'm just like, mind has been blown. Like I just want to go and explore every inch and ask so many questions, like all of the questions. Yeah, and as you're walking through the streets following behind Leilani, this is the most dwarves you've seen in one place since you've left your home. And the only ones who have beards are the men. And it's very different to what you're used to. It's 
it's quite difficult to get a gauge on who they are because unlike you and unlike your people, they don't show their identity through their beards. Different. Um, did she put me down or is she still carrying me? I think that's up to you. She would probably, <laughs> like, I don't even think she would notice that you're there. No, um, like, unless you tried would, to get down. I, I certainly wouldn't try. I'd just be like, like clinging to her like a small child and just staring around. So I'd have a much better view from up there. So, like, yeah. Like taking your toddler out to see the big city for the first time. Basically, like <laughs> that much, same kind of like wide eyed awe, just. Wow. <laughs> sort of chuckle, and I'm just going to say, Mother, it appears as though Gordy has adopted you. <laughs> I'm just like, I will solely refer to her as mum. I'm just like, like, this is, you know, this is basically just my adoptive mother. I'm so sorry. I can put you down if you would prefer. Uh, no, thank you. I, I, I get a much better view from up here. You're, you're a lot a lot taller than I am. Look, I can see nearly everything, not just people's knees. Well, you can see most people at eye level if you are walking, as most people here are dwarves. There's the odd grimy-looking human, uh, a couple of half-elves. But for the most part, it's a bunch of dwarves and quite a lot of them in, like, smithy outfits, so heavy leathers, um, carrying tools, belts, that sort of thing. And Leilani carries you and leads the other two mm -hmm. down the street and down a side street into sort of a small alley, into a more of a lean-to area. Um, it seems that for those who aren't owning their stores, or working in the iron industry here or mining. They simply live in just these little shacks in lean-tos in certain parts of the town. So does she take us into her, like, little house thing? Yeah. Um, hers is one of the larger ones because it, it has to obviously accommodate someone as tall as she is mm -hmm. um, and she sets you down and holds open a beaded like a beaded curtain that separates the interior from the outside and says please I, I I don't have much but it's well that's okay I'm, I'm kind of used to that it's okay we sleep in a caravan we do the horse. We bring the horses. <laughs> I'm straight up just left them. I'm I'm going to say just for the ease of it, you've probably brought the horses with you. Just like the fact Leo and Kodak at the same time are like horses. <laughs> and you, you turn you turn around and you see that they've just followed you in. Nice. Oh, and mother. one of them. Onyx gives you a just a unimpressed snort that you may have forgotten so over us. This is this is Onyx and Midnight, and I'm just going to give them both a carrot. 
Taco Frost. She um, she reaches out to gently give both of them a, a strong but gentle pat on the neck and says, they are fine creatures indeed. They are beautiful. Sometimes they could be really mean. And uh, at that, Onyx lifts his tail and just <laughs> does a big poop. Just shits right there on the ground. It's in front of Kodak. <laughs> See what I mean? That's what you get. Okay, can ah well. Horses will be horses, as we will be us. But please come in, sit down. I will find some tea, or something stronger if you would prefer. I. I will make my way inside um, into the comfortable little room that my mother has called home. Yep. There's a few threadbare woven rugs on the floor, um, some cushions, a small rickety table, and a sleeping pallet in the corner. There be many of those things here before. Ah, the the monster. Mm. We've had some trouble, but nothing, nothing quite so large. Mostly just imps and and other small nuisances. It wasn't. It wasn't until we had the first real issue before this that we uh, set up the palisade and the blockades. What was the first real issue? Something tore through the town uh, a few weeks ago, and closer to a month now, really, and did quite a number on things. It seems that it that it exploded up from the mines through one of the mine shafts and collapsed it. Oh, gosh. Through the mines. Well, yes, we... Um, we make, you know, weapons, um, uh, ballistas, armor, steel, and there are there are many artifices here and other inventors who ply their trade here in Cold Town. That sounds right. So yes, we mine for ores, and sometimes we find things that should be kept buried I suppose yes unfortunately more and more of them seem to be making their way into our world Uh, that is worrisome and we already have enough to deal with here in Cold Town I missed you I have missed you too, every single day. What else do you have to worry about in Cold Town? There... I must admit, I am not. I am not well versed in the politics of this place, but the people here want. They want recognition and they are fighting for that. 
and petitioning the queen and the royal family for it. But from my understanding, there's also been internal conflicts with the, with the dwarves. They don't... There were, there were others like you who came through earlier, you know, the, the bearded ones. And they were, they weren't chased off, but they were not well received here. Yeah, we don't really get along with the other dwarves too well, especially now when things are so tense. And that, that, that is the crux of it, I think. But I, I am an outsider here. I, I do not. I have nothing to do with the politics of this place. You may have better luck. Well, I certainly talk to them. I don't have any problem with them other than, well, you know, you get brought up being told things, but I don't really listen to those kind of things. For your sake, I hope that that is true for them as well. You, you may have better luck finding out more information than your friends did. Well, I'll certainly give I, it a I, go. Well, I, I wish you luck in your endeavour. I would recommend speaking to Cogram. He is the... Uh, what I imagine passes for a, a leader here amongst the dwarves. We have been doing a lot of good work trying to find out exactly what is going wrong and where these things are coming from. And I'm optimistic our work might be nearing completion and we might finally have an answer. But when we're done, whenever this is over, whenever our work is finished and we can let our guard down a bit, I'm coming back for you. Well, I, I'm grateful for that, but... For now, let's let's just catch up on lost time. What a fantastic idea, Mother. Uh, was there anything else the three of you wanted to do? Um, probably not. How long do you need for a short rest? A uh, short rest is anywhere between like. 20 minutes to half an hour to an hour. Okay. Um, I guess I'll take a short rest then. Okay. Yeah. If the three of you want to take a short rest, um, you can roll your hit dice on short rests to gain some HP back. Uh, you won't gain any spell slots or anything back, um, but you can get some HP. I'll do that. Uh, and I what think as dice is that? Sorry. Yeah. Um, it should be, so if you go onto your character sheet in D&D uh, Beyond, you can see up the top, there's a button called short rest. Oh, yep. And then um, you can choose how many hit die you want to roll. And then that'll tell you how much um, health you get back. Okay. And then just so take short rest. Are we just taking it, we're just rolling one hit die? 
Uh, I think you can roll as many as you want. Because I can take you like can. up to six, but I don't know if that would like. Um, you only get half of them back it during a long rest. So. Yeah, so you can spend one or more hit die. So you can use as many as you like, but And as we're as we're taking this short rest, my mother and I are going to be just sort of catching up and filling each other in. Yeah, yeah. And as you all sit down and have some tea and some uh, some like honey cakes and just simple food, we will end tonight's session there. Ah. On a happier note than the last couple of episodes. Thank you so much for being um, another wonderful session. Yeah, we hope you enjoyed listening. It's been it's been really good to be able to continue with this. Absolutely. We'll hope to be back in studio next week. Fingers crossed. Fingers crossed. We will keep you updated. And keep an eye on our social medias. But for now, I hope you all have a wonderful night. I am Ben. I have been Leonard Lawkeeper. I'm Billy and I play Kodak. I'm Emily, and I play Gordy. I'm Ash, and I've been your Dungeon Master, and we'll see you next week.